0: Hooray. We are back in the Football Sheds, your weekly football podcast for fans of football that live in the wrong time zone. Roger's just opened his beer just in time. My name's John Hewitt, Jeff King is here. Good day. And Roger Gibbs is here. Hello. Um, Jeff, uh, no, Rog, what beer have you got?
1: Uh, I've got a... It's got a weird picture of you on it, hasn't uh, it? You could say that. It's a uh, Beer Moth Hop Geek IPA. Oh, nice. And it's delicious.
2: Oh, wow.
0: Good
3: one. What have you got, Jeff? I'm drinking garden beer. Oh, so it was left in your garden. It was left in my garden. (laughs) (laughs) Who left it in your garden? Well, I had a barbecue a few weeks ago, and I didn't realise that I hadn't emptied one of the ice buckets. So I went out there the other day, it was like sitting in the sun. I'm like, oh, there's still some beers in the ice bucket. So I popped them in the fridge, good as new. Wait, was this from Grand Final? Yeah, a few weeks back. So they've gone cold and then hot and then cold again? Well, they would have done that on a daily basis, yeah. But then I I thought, them in the fridge. I just can't
1: imagine that tasting very good. No, it tastes fine. tastes fine. (laughs) (laughs) Gross. Well, I'm on uh,
0: <laughs> Kirk's sugar-free lemonade because I'm oh, driving wow. tonight, so uh, <laughs> no beers for me, which is underwhelming. But uh, every week we do start with a question, but before we do that, let do a wee bit of admin. Um, if you want to get in contact, ask us a question, tell us we are wrong about something, um, which we often are. Um, find us on Facebook, just search Football Shed. Um, or email us at footballshedpodcast at gmail.com and don't forget to subscribe leave us a review and tell your mates to listen as well Jeff has just had a sip of his beer <laughs> you're right this one hasn't <laughs> held up too well <laughs> <laughs> it's not gone as well okay. is that because is it mountain goat steam ale?
3: yeah I just hope that the preserve I thought the preservatives
1: in, in it would um... it doesn't have any preservatives in steam yeah ale. it's
0: organic oh you can tell oh. <laughs> good one um, well, let's start with a question. Um, it's been international week. <laughs> We're checking next I'm not throw to see if away. Jeff's
1: still alive.
0: That's a good sound for international week. <laughs> <laughs> um, but Andorra won a game. They won a Euro qualifier for wow. the, for the wow. first time ever. Who did they beat? Or is that uh, the question? No, they beat Moldova 1-0. The might of Moldova.
3: It is, that is one of my favourite country names ever. Moldova or Andorra? Moldova. Because it's what happens when you leave the milk out, isn't
1: it?
0: Moldova. (laughs) But how many qualifying games in a row had Andorra lost before their win? (laughs) I'm going to say... For like World Cup and... Just Euros. Just Euros. Because in World Cup they're a force.
1: Um, (laughs) (laughs) uh, 17. And more... 25. 56. They're, Whoa.
0: They had lost 56 games in a row and they've been That's in the Euro since 1998. So they've basically never won a game since
1: 1998. But now but they've they lost
0: have. them all. They've not just not yes. won them, they've yes. lost them yes. all. They've lost them all. So
1: now they've won a game. I mean, wow. Andorra, have you been to Andorra? No. I've been to Andorra. Hilly. You it? drive through it in like a couple of hours. Like it's very, very small. Isn't
0: it where Spanish people go to buy cheap booze and cigarettes?
1: I think they might have some weird um, tax, like tax havens. Yeah, it's just it's just essentially a bit of land between France and Spain, um, up in the in the mountains. Um, you know, it's very pretty, but it's literally blink and you miss it. Like, yeah, it's and not, tiny. Not naturally disposed to having like lush, flat grass, green <laughs> <No>. <laughs> football
3: pitches. If you were a yodeler, you might you might be ready for it. But
0: yeah, not good for football. No. Um, but let's move on to the football. Uh, England won this morning 6-0. Now, I think before we get to the football, we should talk about what happened in the stadium this morning. I watched the game live um, and there was disgusting racist chants in there. And we try on this podcast to not talk about racism too much. We don't want to give it any more volume because it doesn't deserve any. Um, but it was gross. But I think the way the English team handled it, the way Gareth Southgate handled it and the way all the officials from England handled it was excellent and showed the fans, that the Bulgarian fans that were horrible, that left and were forced to leave, it kind of showed them up of how gross that was. So I think there was progress made in a horrible roundabout way, but it was disgusting to watch. Hmm. I,
1: yeah, I don't know if it's progress because it's still happening, but I... I also feel like there's an element of society and the people that are there are probably part of that that are, that are almost beyond hope. So this is my, I always try yeah. and look at these things in a positive light. I yeah. look to someone like my mother who always tries to see the good in people, whereas I'm much more, yeah. uh, have a much more of a tendency to be negative, as you both well know. Um, <laughs> But I feel in these instances there's not much you can say that is positive and I think that even usually education is the answer, but I think with some of these people and you know, Nazi salutes and the like and being proud of it. And I mean even I think the bits that disturbed me perhaps the most weren't necessarily the actions of the, the minority of fans, but also some of the um, the people around it. So you saw the Bulgarian press afterwards were laughing and joking like mm. and and some of the fans like it was you know an yeah. acceptable thing and the and the coach was talking about his immediate reaction was he didn't hear any of it yeah. therefore it didn't really happen that bit worries me more than the fact that there are and and you know I hope that Perhaps we look at that as a society, I mean, by we, I mean English as well, and I think that, unfortunately, this is something that's very prevalent yeah. across the world at the moment, but is, you know, becoming more so in the UK, and I hope that everyone just looks at that and is disgusted. But like you've got um, Tyrone Mings on his debut. Yeah, who was brilliant. Who was brilliant, but not only is he having to deal with, you know, making his debut, he is then having to make do with, you know, his first touch being racially yeah. abused like I just yeah. and I I, I couldn't um, But that's why when I say the players enough for the way they um yeah, handled it that's
0: yeah. why I say I think progress was made is because the English players voiced it and went straight to the referee and went do something about it like I've never seen that before happen it's always just been at the end this happened there's never been a we're stopping and you're going to say the announcement that you have to say by the UEFA yeah. rules which I don't agree with the UEFA rules are strong enough I think I think it's the right Like I think Bulgaria should be chucked out of the next ten World Cups. Like fuck them. Then it will stop. Yeah. But um, I think the way that the English team went about it and were confident enough to go, no, we're standing up as a team and going, no, we're going to not play unless this stops or something is said.
1: I think that's good. But and not only that, but just the extremely professional way that they dismantled. Bulgaria, oh, yeah. Like, but the, I was reading the. Um, I wasn't watching this live, but I was sort of reading the commentary come through. And when um, Sterling scored um, England's fourth, yeah. um, the the commentary, which is usually fairly understated, was, "Eat that, you racist tossers." <laughs> <laughs> harry kane the assist king gives an open goal to raheem sterling to end another nice team move and i just saw that coming through and i like laughed out loud because it just was that sort of relief there's like what everyone feels but you don't normally see that in yeah. like commentary that's yeah. being the, the, published the, and the crowd was
3: singing yeah. you racist you're racist bastards and you know you are yeah. Yeah, which, which you know it, i mean it's not it's not nice is it that, that that's funny but it was funny yeah. um I think we've discussed this before. It's a societal problem. Mm-hmm. This isn't a football problem. UEFA yeah. can't fix this. This is a problem in our society. Yeah. And what makes it so challenging for us is is having a mirror held up to the society that that we don't often see. And you know, you can live in a you live in a bubble. You can ignore it. You can yeah. consume the media you consume, but. England is the media you consume. Watching English football is something that you consume that you allow into your bubble in safety. Yeah. And when you see something like this, it's incredibly challenging. And this yeah. is what's happening in societies across the world. And the difference is it was broadcast across the world last night, yeah. and that makes it challenging for people who don't often have it in their bubble to, to witness it. Uh, by no means am I saying that's right or wrong. I mean, yeah. I am. It's wrong. <laughs> yeah. But what it does show is that this stuff goes is just going on right now and it's more prevalent than it was before and we've just had we just scratched the surface last night and we saw it and we saw the you know when they kicked out those those thugs with their hoods on yeah they were proud of themselves and yeah, that's, they, they this isn't a football problem yeah you kick 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 them out of the competition kick them out of world cup qualifiers it's still going to be like that those people these, still exist these kids are still going to come straight back to the next local game that they're just yeah. they're not saying roger's no hope for them but at the moment, they are who they are, and and punishment doesn't
1: fix. You know, well, people if you say kids, I think a are. lot of them probably aren't kids, and I think a lot of them have are at a point where it would be very difficult to change their attitudes. So yeah. we should just put them all on a big spaceship and send them <laughs> off into the unknown to form a planet of their own if they want to, and they can take Boris yeah. and
0: Trump with them and various other people. <laughs> I shall stop. Like, watching the game, we'll move on to the football a bit, but watching the game, it was the bleakest stadium. No, it was, like yeah, it, was it was like, And it was, the pitch was horrible. The pitch was horrible. The floodlights didn't really work. <laughs> And it was just this dark, concrete, chasm massive hole that they played yeah. football in. And it was just awful. And I watched it this morning whilst, like, before work, getting ready, having breakfast, taking the dog for a walk, get, having a shower. Every time I left the TV, we scored. I don't think I saw one <laughs> of the six goals. The only thing I saw was some idiots being idiots. And I missed everything good about it. Yeah. But we smashed them 6-0. And brilliant result. Especially uh, after losing two one to Czech Republic, last it should week. have been more. The amount yeah. of
3: chances that were missed was was agonising. Really, yeah. I'd say that amazing to say that Harry Kane with three assists and a goal didn't have a very good game. Yeah. but you'd argue that he didn't. Yeah, like the amount of chances he missed and, and times he was offside and, and yeah. wandering. But you know, three assists and a goal—it's yeah. it's a pretty big. good tally.
1: It's hard. To, do you think it's the Bulgaria were incredibly poor or that England were quite good? I think we. Were quite good, so they probably Those, got a bit of a rocket, 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 yeah, rocket from uh, Gareth after the um, I Czech think the program. loss to Czech Republic
0: last week was a wake up call to go, you can't just turn up to these games and go, we're gonna win, you have to still play it 100% the whole time, and they did that, I think. Tyron Mings came in and did really well. Um, I think Ben Chilwell's a way better player than Danny Rose at left back. Agree. Um, is that kid who plays centre mid that you like from Spurs? Harry Winks. He was great. Yeah, he yeah. was really good. And I think he gave us a bit more movement of the ball in the middle of the park. So who
1: didn't play, Declan Rice. Yeah,
0: good. and Mason Mount was dropped, so Barkley played. And I think Barkley... Who's good? ...is an international player. Like, he's not... It's a bit like Harry Winks. They're built for international football, but they're not really built for the Premier League, like they're not good enough at that pace. But international football,
3: actually they're really good. The thing is Barkley though, he's obviously gifted. He's a real selfish player. So he's not quite on the twatometer yet. But but he's he's really um he is definitely out for himself. You yeah. know, if his first goal is laid on a plate for him his first reaction was to praise himself for the tap in, you know. It was it was never look at the bloke who passed it into me and, you know, yeah, go yeah. give him a hug. There, there was no team in it. There was a point in the second half where he was running for the same ball as Raheem Sterling, and Raheem Sterling could have taken it in his stride, and they were both the wrong goal. So both they yeah. both broken the line. But Barkley took it on a weird bounce to get there first and just skied it. Like, actually, come on, kid. Like This is but for the I, greater
0: good here. But I don't mind him making mistakes like that because that's just an eagerness to get there. Like I wouldn't say that's... I think we all know Ross Barkley's not the smartest cookie. Um, So I think he just see ball, run ball, get ball, shoot. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think there's much of a like, oh, Raheem might need to be in a better position. He's just go, go, go. He's,
3: he's no Berbatov, is he? No. <laughs> you
1: know, um, so on the commentary this morning, Roy Keane was asked before the game what um, was Barkley's best position Yeah, um, and his reply was on the subs bench oh really <laughs> <laughs> pretty cutting but I um, no I thought Barkley was good the other um, every time I watch Sterling at the moment and particularly on these sort of high profile occasions and I think this was high profile because not necessarily because the game but we knew what was coming with all the mm-hmm. other stuff like it was talked about leading up to it we always used to talk about making the wrong decisions Whereas now, generally, he always makes the right decision. And I thought his second goal was amazing. The way he managed to stay on his feet, he got was getting fouled absolutely all mm. over the place. Dragged back, scragged, mm. kicked. But he managed to keep his feet and was then still quick enough to get through and, and finish. And you just sort of see him doing stuff like that. And I, I honestly think that back in the last season, this season, he has now elevated himself up into that real superstar Sort of level. He scored eight goals in qualifying. Brilliant.
3: Did you hear? So you watched the game. Did you hear the commentator? A classic, classic moment where the commentator goes, "Oh, you know, if there's one thing that everyone knows about Sterling, it's that his finishing needs to improve." Like, where have you, have you <laughs> literally just been defrosted? Like, like, yeah. like
1: where, 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 Maybe if you would have said that 18 months ago. Yeah, again, when, but, yeah. did you, when
0: did you rock up and get a gig, get a gig on the telly? Like, what's it's when people, like, commentators have things stuck in their brain. Like, oh, it's Raheem Sterling. I yeah. say this. And then you go, no, you haven't actually watched football. Yeah, yeah. What are you on about? Madison
3: didn't get a game, obviously.
0: No, so he went home ill before the Czech Republic game, but mm. he didn't quite go straight home. He uh, went to the casino in Prague... Um, and then got take so there's pictures taken of him in the casino in Prague whilst the game was going on. So he could have gone home, or he could have gone to the game, but he went nago.
1: He's not game. getting good advice, is he? Surely, surely something in your brain would go. That's not a smart move, James. No, but
3: what did we say last week? We we, we announced the twatometer on Crazy. last week's yeah. shed, and this week, lo and behold, Madison just goes up a notch. Yeah. He's a, with that
1: bag, he's a bit difficult to be inconspicuous. Yeah. <laughs> over to you, Adam the Lana. what's next Um, I'm gonna like jump a bit here I'm gonna ask a question I read an article in the week that um I, it was something I hadn't thought about and it just struck a chord with me. Mm. But um, I had a whinge about the England midfield a while back and you guys had a go at me. Yeah, um, I just said that I think if we are really going to challenge, I see that as our weakness. Yeah. You know, i th- front three slash four. Yeah, th- you were saying
0: Henderson, you didn't rate and you didn't think he's got
1: enough. Yeah, well, it's not that I don't rate him. I just don't think we can win the Euros with yeah. that midfield. But I... Um, And watching this game didn't necessarily change my opinion, but it did reinforce that our front three or four is so good that if we can sort of keep things, because Southgate was talking about switching to a three at the back, if we can keep things tight at the back, and I also think that if we play Chilwell um, and uh, Trippier or or Alexander-Arnold, we've got two of the best attacking fullbacks in Europe at the moment as well, then... That's that's a lot of weapons. And so I think it, if we can sort of keep things solid, maybe we can win. But the thing I read was, um, could Trent Alexander-Arnold... Play centre midfield? Yeah.
0: Yeah, I saw this. And I like the argument, because he's got everything. Yeah. He's got pace. He's got the passing ability, for sure.
1: He, like, he's his playmaker at right back, yeah. essentially. and he can tackle. He can defend. So, yeah. Because um, one of, part of the... One of the points they're making was that Stephen Gerrard essentially started at right back, like when he was being eased into the Liverpool team. And I think the thing that we forget about with Alexander Arnold is he's still raw. He, like mm. he's a relatively new player. So he could yeah. still, you know, it could be that he ends up being a midfielder. We saw Philip Lahm do it, but that was a little bit different. Mm. Yeah. Um, he where, Well, Fabino you know, at. Liverpool... Fabino started fullback. Was yep. a fullback at Monaco. And
0: then Jardim, the coach, went. Oh, I reckon you could play defensive midfield, and just moved him there and then went, oh, you're one of the best centre midfielders in the world now.
1: Uh, but he is now. Yeah. But yeah, I just saw that and I thought maybe there's something in that and then I was like, oh, maybe he could be the answer for England. Because <laughs> <laughs> Trippi is going all right. In, I think the, know, the right. one thing we lack
0: in that midfield is if you've got Rice, Winks and Henderson, they all will work hard and they're okay it's on the ball. pace though. They can do a bit of something, but you need someone... That can do that X factor pass. Mm. That does something. They re, they a they recycle Madison or a Kevin De Bruyne like style player.
3: They they constantly recycle. Yeah. What I was impressed with during this game, without getting too too far off before, is the the ball possession in the second half was amazing. Yeah, the England kept the ball, and don't get me wrong, there were there were points where they were keeping it in tight positions. Obviously, it was in the middle third, but there were points where the the interplay was very very neat and um and that's from england's midfield so i don't necessarily feel that that area is weak it's probably the weakest third on the pitch for england yeah. but i wouldn't say it's weak globally remember on a global level you never get the perfect team yeah. because it's it's a national team so you can't just choose the best player. so england are not up against teams that are perfect i yeah. mean look at argentina mm. Oh, Argentina have got the have had the best forward line in the last decade, but yeah, the rest of their team's been like you know up a, up a
1: japsy. Yeah, well, and they've they've been a bit like um, you know the England Golden Generation, and they've been trying to shoehorn players into a formation rather mm. than necessarily yeah. picking the best team.
3: So, so I said, the, the midfield the, in last night's game was actually was actually good, and I think Harry Winks made the difference. So he was always willing to run; he was always always on the front foot, and I think he was trying to penetrate. So, sorry, back to your question, Trent Alexander
1: Arnold, maybe yeah. don't know. I don't know if it's the <laughs> Dunno, answer. Don't know the bloke. I I also think does you he just... want to. He said he wants his happy play anywhere. Oh, did, he, did. he did the typical toe the line. Like, oh, yeah. Labrador.
0: Yeah. But I think. Um, <laughs> I think you just need. Um, if midfield three, an international team just needs to do its job, which is win the ball back and then give it to the better players. Yeah. But it'd be and nice
1: to have like a Tony Cruz or someone like it that. It would be great. Or a De Bruyne. Yeah, Germany's like, midfield's not
0: great at the moment because they've nothing. only got Tony Cruz. Like France is the only team in the world really where you go Kante, Pogba, Matudi great they're brilliant they won the World Cup who've who've Belgium got in the midfield Um, De Bruyne someone else Fellaini Lady Witzel. Witzel. Witzel, that's pretty good, yeah. It's pretty good, but again, it's not perfect, yeah. That's it? because, because it's international football, so, you can't get a perfect. You look tournament. at the England team and you go, Oh, it's not perfect, but it's pretty good, yeah. No,
1: and I think, I mean, you can't winning 6 0 away from home, you cannot take for granted. Mm. And I, but I just think I, I, you look at any other team in the world, front three, front four, ours is as exciting, if not more so. New. like you know, um, Rashford played instead of Sancho this, this yeah. time, started his first goal, brilliant. Again, yeah, like, and, and to have players that can do that I mean I yeah it makes me excited to you know to watch England mm. let's move on to some other international teams
0: one team that I'm mildly excited about to watch in the next few years is Norway who drew with Spain one Oh, the reason being because Martin Odegaard who I famously said is awful um, turns out to be really good <laughs> <laughs> um, but they have and still very young yeah well they have the, Norway as their coach have Lars Lagerback who oh, yeah. famously did well with Sweden very experienced very yeah. experienced and just has flat back four four midfielders in front yeah defend 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 but then their front two is Odegaard and Josh King up front at the moment but the but guy who Josh
3: King yeah the that, great Swede <laughs> Norwegian sorry Norwegian like oh. um and uh, yeah, it's a very
0: Norwegian name but uh, and his understudy is Alfie Harland's son so they've got Another striker who's going to come through, who's going to be a world beater. They're
1: quite different players, though. And well, yeah, Ireland's big,
0: yeah, they're different, but, but they've got two people who can finish, yeah, yeah, and they've got someone who can create, and then they've got a solid. What's boy. the rest of their
1: team, though? I don't, I oh, don't they, really,
0: they played four centre midfielders against Spain, so they didn't bother
1: with wingers. They're just
0: like four centre midfielders, stand here, so they're trying wow. to just shut it down. Yeah, yeah, it's basically Tony Pulis football, but.
1: But international, and you're excited to see this Tony
0: Bergis international football night? Okay, (laughs) yeah, I'm looking forward to it. (laughs) Um, and Northern Ireland went very close against Holland, so they were 1 0 up with 10 minutes to go. Um, and they could have won away. Northern Ireland were top of their group, um, but they played all the easy teams first, and now they have to play Holland twice in a row and Germany twice in a row, which seems a bit mean.
1: Did they win this morning? They won this morning. Was that friendly? It was friendly.
0: Um but yeah they were 1 0 up with ten minutes to go and then end up losing 3 1 to
1: Holland.
3: Oh, so. But, I but feel the like Netherlands th- team is, is outstanding at the moment. It's very
1: I'd good. Yeah, too. I mean that was nearly a very good result for Northern Ireland. And I feel like they I feel like they more consistently punch above their weight than the other home nations. Yeah. I like at least for the last ten, fifteen years.
0: Martin O'Neill, who's their coach, I don't know why he's not considered if you're and Everton and you're gonna get rid of Marco Silva, why don't you go Martin O'Neill? Like he's, he's such a whingy prick. No, that's no, no wrong Martin O'Neill. Wrong different O'Neill. Oh, oh, yeah. Okay.
3: <laughs> no, sorry, I've said the wrong it's, one. It's Michael, O'Neill. Martin, it's O'Neill. O'Neill. It's Michael O'Neill. Michael <laughs>
1: We know who you meant. Yeah. <laughs> Martin uh, O'Neill. Ex-Republic manager. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Michael O'Neill, sorry, everyone, is the Northern and, Ireland. Yeah, he's been coach.
1: doing it a long time at Northern Ireland. Yeah. And,
0: and he yeah. got them into the Euros um and they're into the playoffs. Oh, no, they're not in the playoffs for Nations League, so they need to get through in this. So I think it should just be considered for other jobs.
3: Good. So you're saying that they're doing well, so they should be dismantled and sold off to
0: the highest bidder.
1: Yes, exactly right. Um, Can we talk about another one of the home nations and something odd that happened?
0: Yeah, of course. Wales. Yeah. So are you talking about the head injury?
1: Yeah. What happened? Well, um, Daniel James, I think it was a... I didn't actually see the tackle, I've just seen all the aftermath to it but he sort of got caught between two players and hit his head and it looks like he's been knocked out yeah he kind of he um, was laid out on the floor he was laid like, out on the floor yeah. and didn't move for quite a while but then apparently went into the rooms at half time and passed a concussion test and then came back out and played and there was obviously some talk after the game of you know should he have gone back on because he's been concussed but then Giggs came out, and this is what I found really weird. And he was like, um, you know, he's just being smart. He's foxing. Like, I'm not saying he's trying to get them sent off or something, but he's just staying down to to be smart. And I'm kind of like, well, wait a minute. Like, either you're completely lying and he was knocked out and then he's gone back on, which he shouldn't have done, or you are saying he was cheating and lying there with his eyes closed to try and get players sent off, neither of which comes across very well. So what you've said, Brian Giggs, is just weird. He is a cucumber sandwich short of a pancake, that bloke. <laughs> there,
3: yeah, there is no way he should be managing human beings. <laughs> Shouldn't be. Like like he was a great footballer, but he should have just let it go. It's like imagine if your club announced Michael Owen as the manager, you'd be like,
1: Oh yeah. So have you spoken to him? Like have you realised I've got the um quote here. So um uh, go on uh he was copus mentis gig said we did tests at halftime and he passed them he stayed down i say about players being smart and he was smart he stayed down and that was fine physios came over there was no problem he stayed down he was a bit streetwise he told the doctors i'm just not moving i'm just sitting still not to get anyone sent off but just using his nouse." at (laughs) halftime he passed all the concussion tests he was fine i just read up like bizarre stop talking I haven't yeah. quite decided what my story is going to be so I'll give you all the stories <laughs> <You> know, <laughs> just,
0: yeah. all the class of 92 are crap at managing football teams nah. don't Phil it. Neville yeah, 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 you'd, you'd, you'd
3: argue that Phil Neville is doing a marvellous job at the English ladies all, side
0: over the last few couple of months it's gone a bit we he's lost three or four in a row they won their last game but they'd won lost three or four in a row before that and there's been a few whispers of discontent of just like he doesn't really know what he's doing and he's very David Brent
2: yeah
1: like, doesn't, comes, but doesn't take criticism very well yeah he comes you? out with some <laughs> yeah. weird statements yeah okay So
3: interesting well he's the top of the pile
0: yeah, and that's a, yeah. If that, he's the top of the pile, that's a problem. Yeah, I thought Gary Neville was going to be great, but no, all went oh, wrong. Uh, Valencia, that was a, that was a poor, yeah. poor no. avenue. Um, Last couple of things on internationals before we go on to the Premier League because the Premier League's back. The Which, Premier League. No, that's the Nations League. <laughs> oh <definitely>. yeah, oh <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, Cristiano Ronaldo scored 700 goals. Well, not he didn't this weekend, but he has now got 700 career goals. That's
1: quite a lot, isn't it? How old is he?
0: 34 34. The so. most by any professional ever of registered professional goals is 803, I think. And he's a Polish guy, I think. I can't remember. Um, Pele got
1: 767. Um, how many did uh Ali Dai get for Iran? He,
0: but that was just in international games, he got like 140 odd or something.
1: But Ronaldo's 95 now, isn't he? Yeah.
0: Him? Um, but I think Ronaldo's linking. Like, I could be number one, so I think he might just stay around as long as he can just to get that record. Wow, seven hundred is a lot. It's crazy. Like to score seven hundred goals, you've probably got to play a thousand games. It's like ninety five yeah. for
1: uh, Portugal, four hundred and fifty odd for Madrid. Like he yeah. just like four hundred and fifty goals for Madrid. So many. So well, is what you're saying? Is he good? He's all right. <laughs> Still a. <laughs> Knob though, <laughs> absolute knob of a human, but good at football. Yeah, very um, good at
2: football.
0: Talking of knob uh, humans that are good at football, Sergio Ramos got 168 caps for um, Spain, which is a record.
1: Also, this this quite a lot. Wait a minute, this,
0: this <laughs> is our problem.
3: We spend all this time rewarding these people. Sergio Ramos should not like he should not be held up on a pedestal, though he is. He's brilliant. No, okay, I get that he's good at football. Oh, yeah, see what you mean. But the the guys uh, he's he's
1: not. Well, what's what? Well, I wouldn't. I definitely wouldn't put Ramos in the Ronaldo league. I don't. I don't. No, to no. be honest, I don't mind a bit of shit in a defender. They're, they can get away with a bit of that. They're not in the same
3: league. They're in different leagues, but they are both top of those leagues. Yeah. Ronaldo, they're, they're a different type of different type of shit out so I think those, those two humans from everything that I've heard about Sergio Ramos
0: that outside of football he's a lovely guy like he's really down to earth and normal um, white it line just, fever yeah it just gets across that line make sure I win and then be really friendly to everyone uh, afterwards. I'm not hearing it okay let's move on to the Premier League because <laughs> the Premier League's back and no one cares about international football really um, we're basically a quarter of the way through the season already which is crazy but in that quarter of the way through the season there's a few teams we haven't really spoken about yet on the shed. So I kind of wanted to give them a little bit of airtime. First one was Burnley. Do you think Burnley are underrated? Hmm. They're sat in seventh, which is where they finished two seasons ago. They play ugly football. They do what they need to do. They have two big strikers that score goals. Been doing
1: it for a long time. <laughs> yeah. Long. And they have
0: no European football this year. I can, like, they could just keep going.
3: You don't argue that last year European football was what gave them such a poor season, and the year before is probably if a better representation of how they should be performing with their current squad not much has changed at Burnley they should be doing the same thing Sean Dyche is a very very good manager he's astute he um, does a lot of research and forward planning into his opponent he's one of those managers who sets his team up with their own character they are always Burnley however they certainly do um, yeah, he's like an old up, he's he's in resp- pragmatist in response yeah. to the team yeah. that even when they're at home they yeah. set up a team to respond to the team that's coming it <laughs> means if you're the team that's coming
0: and
2: you're
0: not on your a game you're gonna struggle yeah and they play leicester away this year this this year this week which i think is actually a massive game because leicester if they're going to be going for this top four they have to actually prove that yeah we got to be win these kind of games and as Everton found out last week, playing Burnley
1: is hard. Leicester's home form's been very good though. I think if that was at Burnley, then I would Yeah I would, you know, definitely say they're a shout. But I think at um Leicester that they'll they've got that. But yeah, it's kinda I mean, maybe we haven't talked about Burnley much because nothing's really changed, and you kind of know what you get. I think the the big thing was um, that they kept hold of their players largely. It was not necessarily about new arrivals, but you worried that you know their main um, creative guy on the left wing, Gail. No? No, 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 the young kids, yeah. McNeil, um, McNeil, because yeah. um, he's their sort of their something slightly different. Um, and well, when they had Stephen Defour as well, he was another one, but he's yeah. just been injured for ages. But, it, you know, I, there was lots of talk about him going potentially to United, didn't, mm. stayed, so kept that. You know they're going to be solid at the back. Ever since they jettisoned Joe Hart from the team, they've, they, 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 <laughs> they've, Look great. they've looked great. You know, two solid centre-backs, good keeper. Um, I think they'll finish in the top ten.
0: Yeah. No, okay. I think also we don't give them a lot of time because there's not that much to say. They're just a bit boring, aren't they, Burnley?
3: Well, the story is never Burnley. And that's I feel sorry for him. The story is always... Because as I said, the team yeah. that goes to Burnley, if they're on top form, they smash them. Yeah. Which means that there's... Story is the team that's done the smashing. And if they're not on top form, Burnley win. And usually the story is the fact that the team that you're expecting to smash him wasn't on top form. Yeah. So Burnley are never the headline act in Burnley games.
0: It's but kind of probably perfect for them. Well, They can, they can
3: sit there in, in seventh and be completely unnoticed.
1: But they do do it a bit different. Like They're one of the more direct teams in the league in that they realise their strengths are you know, when we're going forward, we're going to get it wide and get crosses in, or we're going to go up to the guys up top quickly. Um, and, and, you know, like Chris Wood and, um, Ashley Barnes, are physical strikers that will cause a lot of center backs problems. And so I, they're difficult to play against. I agree. They, they set out to negate the other team, Mm. but they've also got, there aren't that many teams that attack like Burnley do in the prem. um, and particularly when Burnley are at home, it's a very difficult place to, to go, and that—that's always the first thing that's going to, you know, set you up in the Premier League.
3: And you know, you can tell uh, a t- there's there's a there's a surefire way to tell a, a pragmatic team or 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 a non flamboyant team. Yeah. Should they say are these two things opposites? So I'll, I'll use it like that. Yeah. <laughs> um, it are there an in swinging or an out swinging corner? Yeah. Statistically. The most goals that can be scored or that have in the history of football been scored from corners have been on in an in-swinging far post delivery. Yeah. However, the least attractive goal that you can score from a corner is from an in-swinging far post corner, which means you don't really remember them. They're yeah. bundled in, they're headed back across the goal. It's it, they come off shoulders. Yeah. They're horrible goals. Yeah, you know, Man C play either short corners or outswinging, and yeah. and you expect the Kevin De Bruyters to hit it on the volley. Man United, yeah. you try a, like an outswinging yeah. penalty spot or or further yeah. out corner every time, ready for Pogba to to lace it into the top yeah. corner. That is not pragmatic football. So when you when you look at it the way, more often if you know that more often than not a certain type of thing will score you a goal than doing it the other way, and you choose to do it that way every time, no matter how pretty it looks or not. That's a pragmatic team. So you watch Burnley every single week, every single corner. It's in swinging far post,
1: ugly. And they've got last players week, that can do it either side. Goodmanson mm-hmm. and um, last
3: week they scored a goal against Everton yeah. from a in swinging right. back post volley yeah. that was from a corner. And you're like, well,
0: I mean, that was predictable.
1: Yeah. What's happened to um, Tarkoski or Tarkoski? Like, Tarkoski. Yeah, he's been playing. I think he's been injured because he was. Um, Oh, the only reason I say is because he was sort of on the fringe of the England team a bit and yeah. was certainly getting in the squads, but seems to have now...
0: Yeah, been... I think um, he's been injured a bit, so he's been in and out of the
1: team, but I think he's still on the radar for England. I think he's good. Because he could definitely play yeah. a bit as well. He's not just a, a lump He's up. not a lump him, yeah.
0: yeah. Um, the next two teams that have been forgotten by us is Wolves and Southampton, and they actually play each other this week. Um, I think Wolves might be suddenly coming into a bit of form... Um, they won
1: three in a row now, I think. Yeah, a week. I just think with Wolves, a week's a long time in football. Because yeah. we were talking about uh you know, Wolves having a bit of a nightmare start. What's happening? Is it the Europa League? Can they, you know, fight on two fronts? We know Nuno um Espritja likes a small squad. Yeah. Uh then they won in Europa League. Beat Man City. Beat Man City and then back that up. Yeah. And all of a sudden they're, you know, mid-table but pushing up towards the Everton Cup Um and you're like actually all their good footballers they had last year are still there
0: yeah uh, and they play some really good football and they've added one or two players Um so yeah I can see them kind of going on a bit of a run right now and I think they had a bit of a hard start to the season but I think playing teams like Southampton I think they'll smash them I am not convinced yet I hear I what you're saying, and you and you both you both speaking
3: sense. I'll give that to you. There's, there's logic there, but you remember a few weeks back we had a look at the the way they actually play football. I remember there was There was a conversation about how they're changing their style. Yes, it wasn't a kind of uh, a, a double-edged counter with with overlaps. It was actually possession-based, and I just am not sure that this first half of the season will see the fruits of that yet. I, I think that it's going to be until after Christmas where. Where that has really bedded in to the point where they start getting really good, but if it works, I think they're going to be very good by the end of the season. I'm just not sure if we're going to see it yet. So, so I don't think, I don't expect them to steamroll the next three games and be a you know the top form that we were expecting from the beginning of the season. I think it's going to take a few more months.
1: I think the um, there's something in what you said last. I don't remember if it was last week or the week before, but essentially, um, they haven't really brought in new players but because they signed some of the players on on loan and can those players back up the great season they had last year. And I think the biggest one there for me is um, the Mexican guy at the Jimenez, 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 who was brilliant last year. Hasn't really, has he scored a league goal yet this year? Maybe one? One or two. He scored Um, a few in the Europa League. But hasn't quite looked the same player. And also the uh, Jota on the left, who had a really good pre-season, but hasn't translated into yeah. league form yet and they brought this guy from Italy, um C- Cotrone, Cotrone. Yeah, and from who I'm a bit unconvinced about. And I just think at the moment they're lacking that sort of regular goal scorer. So and if you're playing good football up to the edge of the box but you haven't got someone that's scoring. Just play a
0: Dharma up front every game Yeah, just make him run. <laughs> um Southampton the Rabbit Hutch, we like the
1: Rabbit Hutch. Mm-hmm, um, do. they've slipped a bit recently? But
0: it's yeah, it's kind of like I thought. The Rabbit Hutch was going to have had a whole preseason and push on to something better, and Southampton would go, "Oh yeah, they're really good." Turns out, maybe they're not. I think they've been better than their league position.
1: Yeah, okay. And one win, and they're in eleventh. Mm. Like it's, yeah. I just, I honestly feel like the league has squeezed up again this year, and we're kind of, we'll be jumping around. Depending, you know, on form, like for a lot of the year, it'll be now this team has a bad run and they get sucked in. I, I don't see this situation changing. I think perhaps Watford are looking fairly doomed already. They're going to need to change things quickly. Their manager, but, but <laughs> manager again. <laughs> but I really, I, you know, I see there's ten teams there, and you could throw a blanket over them.
0: Yeah, no, that's true. Um, one of those teams I don't think that's in there is Norwich that we haven't spoken about. Well, maybe we have spoken about them a fair amount, but I just, I feel like we just talk about them in a, they've done brilliantly, they've done awfully, they, there's no consistency there at all, and I just think they are relegated already. No, that
3: is their consistency. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> their, their, their inconsistency like is their Blackpool. consistency.
0: They, they
3: will win 5-0 and they will lose 5-0. Yeah, in fact, they won't ever win 5-0, they'll win 5-1 and they'll lose 5-0. And and that is what we'll get all year. But because of that, they have the ability to beat teams because they can score. So, so though they will lose games, they will win games, and that is better than a team that draws every week.
1: Do you think they'll go down? No, I think they'll get out of it. Uh, yeah, I've just got a feeling that they will be like uh, Blackpool wonder in Holloway, and that yeah. they'll be great to watch. And you know, we'll all we'll all enjoy watching them, and we'll get engaged with them, and they'll take it down to the wire. But I just think they'll there'll be spells where they just lose games badly and I think they'll struggle.
0: Yeah, okay. Um, Let's have a look at a few players. Is there any players that we've seen in the first eight games or so that you go, I have never heard of this person or I didn't know who this person was going to be or if they were going to be good and they've surprised you a bit?
3: Yeah, I tell you, one has like blown my socks off. Uh, Alan St. Maximin.
1: Newcastle. Newcastle.
3: Newcastle.
0: Have you seen him play? He's only played half of one game so far. Uh, did you watch it? <laughs> no. no. <laughs> then the not hey, so he come off the been, bench a couple of times. Yeah, no. he's come off the bench a couple of times. Though. Yeah.
1: He's been injured. He's, he's been like an impact sub and yeah. they have looked better when he, he's got on the pitch. Yeah, he does he's that.
3: actually amazing,
1: but he's yeah, he's I feel like excellent. he could be a bit flaky.
3: Why well, he's amazing. He's like okay, so um was it last week or well, not this weekend but the the weekend prior to that when he when he came on, he just it. His his yeah. close ball control is like nothing else. His he's got a shot on him. Like the bloke is oozes confidence. The kid is amazing. Just watch this space. If you've not heard that name before, keep watching because
0: he's amazing. He's got it all. He strikes me as one of those players that's going to be brilliant till Christmas and then fall off a cliff. Like, Where did he, he come from? A, he was he was in France and he cost like eighteen mil. So, but he's kind of got all the talent in the world, got everything you need, but then maybe, yeah, like you said, a bit flaky and might just go, oh, a bit of a Royston Drenthe. Like, brilliant for three weeks and then can't bother for three weeks. Didn't yeah, Jeff really, really
1: like Royston Drenthe? <laughs> yeah, he, uh, he was at Nice
0: last year.
3: Um, 64 games for Nice. Before that, I was at Monaco but never really played for Monaco. Went out on loan two times. So he's yeah. not had a glittering career, yeah. but I just think he's got something. You know, yeah. like to have the confidence to do what he does. I just think... Just watch it. Like he's a, he's a player that hasn't
0: appeared on the radar yet, but he will. One I uh, have been really enjoying watching, and I think... I, I, when I picked my surprise player of the year, I went for Jack Grealish, but I was weighing up between him and John McGinn, who's the, the other, other okay. midfielder. Um, he scored a hat-trick for Scotland against San Marino the other day. But he comes up with good goals at important times from midfield... Um, and I think he's a really good player. Um, he's been their Player of the Year by a long way so far. He's been yeah.
1: he's good last year, but he's been yeah. Um, yeah, I agree, he's been brilliant.
0: There was talk of Man United off-rail, of course, quite good midfielder. <laughs> oh yeah, we'll pay fifty mil. <laughs> but, there, there, but there was talk of Man United being in for him in the summer, and nothing materialised. <laughs> but if whatever happens to Villa this season, I don't think John McGinn will be at Villa next season. I think he'll go to a. Maybe not a top six club, but maybe an Everton. Just so doom and gloom, John.
3: Wouldn't you much rather think that Villa will just up the average standard so that he sees something in their project and wants to stay, and then Villa are going to achieve something and he'll be able to do it at the club he loves? No, no, I'm not sure. If he, no, I don't
0: think he loves Villa either. He's from Scotland, he probably loves Celtic or Rangers.
1: Mm. How is he he's a bit older as well, isn't he? Like, I don't oh no, mid twenties, twenty five. Yeah, but that's what I am Like, you know, to yeah. it's He's not a kid. Yeah, he's not sort of emerging on the scene in the Premier League as a kid. He's been playing lower league football for a while. Yes. And but he did like last year he did his level went up quite yeah. a lot and then he's carried that I mean that's this is what I love. Like some players just take a bit longer to get good. You can get better as a player. Like you're not you're just, you're, just no, you I don't know, start, But yeah. Well, but it's because but you often don't get a chance, and we don't mm. see it as much in the in the Premier League, and especially historically, because you've got all the you know the the academies and what have you, and um, you know players disappear out on loan, and it's very hard to get your chance at some of these big Premier League clubs. But then I like that when. I feel like there's more of a trend now that if you do well in the championship, more clubs are willing to look at you and go, you know what, we, this player could, could also do a job yeah. in, the, in the Premier League. And I think we're seeing now, we've seen it for a few seasons now where players have come up And I mean, look at—we talk about Madison all the time. You know, Madison had a great season, championship for Norwich. Come, Daniel James, Leicester, and improved. Daniel James, Mm -hmm. McGinn, like it's uh, Aaron Moy did it. Like I just, and I really enjoy seeing that. You know Mm -hmm. that I agree, yeah. And I hope we continue to see that with, and not just with the kids going out on loan and then coming back, but also these guys who are like in their mid twenties who then. Suddenly. Like the Ricky Lamberts in this world. Exactly. Like mm. the, the level goes up, but then their standard goes up too. And I, I mean, yeah. I think it's great.
3: Not without with the risk of offending a lot of people. Yeah. I do think that that's Bir- never stopped you before. Birmingham is, is a good transition city for a Scot <laughs> <laughs> Because it's halfway? No, it's not. It's like I mean so Scotland's cold and wet and miserable <laughs> and everyone's grumpy. Yeah. So if you're gonna start off in England, I mean, where else would you choose? Where else would you feel more at home? <laughs> no, than I'm, I'm going to defend
1: Birmingham because I've I've been to Birmingham a few times, and it I always used to think that about Birmingham because essentially you drive past it on the M4 M5, and it's grim because all you see is like factories, and, and the weather the weather's usually a bit shit. It's grey, and you're like. Oh Birmingham, glad I don't live there. That's a bit rubbish. (laughs) But then a few years ago, they won the um, European Capital of Culture. Yeah, and they pumped a lot of money back into Birmingham. They've got canals and stuff. We've got more canals in Birmingham than Venice. There you go. But I, I mean, so I I had a weekend in Birmingham, and it's actually very nice. I,
3: I actually blame Birmingham for the North-South divide in England. Was well, because it's in the middle, B- B- Midlands. No, because I, I just think that you know, all Southerners go, oh, "I'm going to try it. I'm going to go up north and try it. Maybe it's maybe it's not that bad." They get to Birmingham, and they're like, "Oh fuck this!" <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and so, northerners, you know, get on the M6 down. We go, "Oh, if it's like this down here, I'm 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 going back to bloody New Putney." Have we got? Was
1: there a football angle to this, or was it just?
3: Well, he's Scottish, isn't he? You say he's Scottish, and I said it was his hometown club in, in Aston Villa. Right. yeah, John McGinn. So after yeah. that, you can go to Newcastle or somewhere else. That's... <laughs> Sheffield. Good deal Should I keep Jeff. going?
0: No. Um, let's go on to, have you got any players that stood out for you, Rog? You didn't bring
1: one up? Uh, no. no. I mean, I, I'd i have to take that on notice. Kevin De Bruyne, he's quite good, isn't he? <laughs> good insight. Um,
0: but let's look at some of the games coming up. This weekend, um, Everton play West Ham. If West Ham win, is that the end of Marco Silva? He's been told he has three games. Okay. Oh, really? Do you know what yeah. the
3: other ones are off the top of your head? They're the following two. <laughs> Good after <laughs> after this week's. Um, <laughs> no, I don't. Off the top of my head. Uh, so the rumor has it he's had he's had a few meetings with Mishuri One was two weeks ago. We got a backing backing backing. Then he lost the next two games. I've been told. Yeah reliably by the internet yeah. that he has um three games to that he's completely safe for so and then decisions will be made.
0: He has West Ham at home this week, Brighton away the week after and Spurs at home the week after that. So not easy. But you'd like to
3: I mean if you were testing his metal you go 6 points wouldn't you minimum.
0: Yes, yeah.
3: And it, and anything less than that you think that you're in a real bother. The thing is and one of the things that he's going to really struggle with is, and this sounds very obvious, but the games that he's lost, he's not going to have again. And those fixtures have been winnable fixtures. So yes, everyone has 38 games in a season, but the ones that he has left are harder than the ones that have already happened and he's lost those. So he's going to have to start picking up points at teams that you wouldn't expect. You have to start beating the Spurses of this world and, um, and beating the teams you should. So he won't... You get the sack after West Ham. However, we might be sitting here and, you know, pre Christmas wondering whether Rafa's going to fly home. What's your prediction? On the sacking or the game? The game. I think West Ham are going to beat Evan.
0: Yeah, so do I. I think Mm. uh, 2 1, 1 0.
1: Your home form's usually pretty solid, though. Uh,
3: I just think that West Ham are in a really good vein of form. Yarmolenko's comeback solid. Declan Rice is playing really well. West Ham's front four are uh, interchanging like Barcelona and Everton's back line is 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 like a science experiment. Like it it's it's horrible. So I, I though yes, to play well at home. But the the at the mood's slowly turning. Remember I spoke last week, like all you want to do is see him try and we're not seeing him try. So yeah. I, I think um
0: Rog, what do you reckon?
1: I think Everton it's still West Ham and I always worry about West Ham away. They're just, you know, they're always liable to not turn up at some point. Um, I think Everton is at home. I think if it was away, I'd definitely put it down as a a banker for West Ham. But I think at Goodison Park, Everton really need a win. I have a feeling that you'll get it unconvincingly.
0: At the bottom of the table, Villa play Brighton. Um, Villa got a win last week against Norwich. They're going to have to Beat teams around them to stay up, but Brighton um, have got a bit of form recently. They just beat Spurs three 0 and I think they're looking to work out how to play under Harry Potter. Um, and so yeah, I, I think it's gonna. I do. That's my kind of sneaky. I think it's gonna be a game of the weekend
2: because I was just
1: gonna say I'm really excited to see that game because yeah. I think they both play good football and having watched. I think Brighton will go there and and try and play. So I think it'll be quite an open game. I could, yeah, I could see goals in that for sure. I
0: reckon it's a score
3: draw 2 All I reckon. Hmm. Jever, not convinced. You guys, you've not, you've not sold me on this game. Oh, Oh. Uh, I, I like watching Brighton.
1: Nil-nil snooze fest. Is that
3: your? Yeah. Just remember, (laughs) it's cold and wet, isn't it, in Birmingham?
2: (laughs) And Brighton, they, Brighton,
0: they're used to palm trees. So I just think they're out of their depth. (laughs) Um, let's move on to Spurs against Watford. Um, same question, really, to Marco Silva. Spurs lose—is that the end of Pochettino? Pochettino will not get the sack. Pochettino will leave.
3: Yeah, that, okay. that is that is my declaration. I, I think that
1: even if the results continue the same, yeah, way? I, I think he
3: has um, he has too much credit in the bank to get the sack. He could he could finish fifteenth and not get the sack. However, he is the kind of manager to go. I don't think that I'm invested in this project anymore. It's the best thing if myself and the club part ways. I think that's the kind of tactic he'd take. They're definitely not going to sack him.
0: Is there any value in leaving though when you're on a... Six million pounds a year contract. Don't you just wait until you get fired?
3: Well, yeah, because you ruin your your reputation. Yeah. Like, if you, you
0: don't get your payout, it depends on your integrity. Well, if you have got five year contracts?
1: Thirty million pounds. Yeah, but a that's way. what
3: Mourinho does. You know, and yeah. Yeah, and look at the mess Mourinho's in after doing that from Manchester United.
1: He'd yeah. probably get another job though, so that would soften the blow of. Yeah, like he's still. I I don't think his brand has been damaged yet to the extent that he wouldn't be very desirable on the market for other jobs. No, no, no. he'll be snapped up. I think he'll be snapped up. I think people see the situation at Spurs as more of if he was given everything he wanted, he could have achieved more with the Spurs side. So I think that people from the outside looking in would see that as the issue at Spurs, not Pochettino. And they'd just say, you can't blame the man. He's wanted to progress year on year on year. Mm. But he's done it with t- with that one hand tied behind his back because Levy won't ever give him funds. But le- like Levy's pretty ruthless. So I kind of feel like he would sack Pochettino. Like, I- wouldn't he take a similar approach to United? Isn't it? If Spurs, because if Spurs want to continue with where they're at right now, they need to. And the kind of signings, even this year that they made, they need to be in the Champions League. So if Spurs yeah. can't mathematically get in the Champions League, or they're struggling, I could see. Part ways and Jose Mourinho's out there. They could, Spurs could have yeah. Jose. I don't think I'm ready for Jose to come back. I yet. just I'll like just...
0: he's been doing lots of spruiking during the um international break. Like he's been just popping up on TV shows and like he's ready. He's like, look at me, I'm just here. Mm. Um If you want to sign me, I'm ready. I don't and, know, and
1: then trying to pretend like he's changed, but he won't have. And as soon as he comes, no, back, it'll, it'll be, be friendly for six weeks and yeah. then
0: ruin the club in two years. It's the same cycle. Um Palace play Man City. This weekend, last year, Andros Townsend scored a wonder goal. Oh, what
1: a goal this was. And yeah. beat
0: Man City. And Palace have a very good record against the big teams. Um, and Man City are on a losing streak of one. I met a bloke today oh, yeah? who I've not seen in... Decade, not seen
3: in 10 years, and I met him on the way out of a toilet. and I actually really needed the toilet. So, so you bumped
0: some... into
1: someone you know, yeah, yeah,
3: yeah, but straight straight From away. I'm previous
1: like, previous toilet experiences, no, 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 you're no, giving no. us a bit of an I, insight. I used, into used, to work, your, uh, used to work with him in a different job, secret but, handshake. But um, I really
3: needed needed a wee, but because I'd not seen him for 10 years, I had yeah. to stop and go, Oh, hi, how you doing? I'm like, I just need a piss. Yeah, <laughs> so, but he started, come
1: on, we'll, we'll continue our conversation over <laughs> yeah, here. <laughs> for like... that, see, you
3: can't do that. You want no, I'm enjoying this. want to come in with me? Like, it? you can't do that um but we started talking about football and I'm like oh this is going to go for ages I'm gagging for a piss but um he said to me he goes oh Crystal Palace are doing really well this season they're playing really well and I thought there is a reason why I've not spoken to you in 10 years they are disgusting absolutely disgusting um
1: they're doing they are doing well though. Like no, we I feel like every like the last two weeks um, <laughs> I've tried to get excited about Palace and be like you no know, come on lads be be objective about this they are doing really well but, but I just so crap. Yeah, I can't get up the enthusiasm because yeah. like yeah they're doing really well but it's just Roy sort of doing what he does. And they're doing well now. This is their next 5 games. Man
0: City, Arsenal, Leicester, Chelsea. Liverpool so in five game time they we, could be in the relegation it means zone. we never have to have this
3: conversation again we yeah. will, they will just be back to where they belong and see you later <laughs> yes if we are still having this conversation in five games I will eat my sausage <laughs> not my I mean you know <laughs> what I mean <laughs> I thought I'd leave it a, a bit of space for that toilet per sausages
0: time. um the big game of a the real weekend. sausage the big game of the weekend is Man United against Liverpool um I can see Liverpool absolutely tonking Man United. Um their record three, at Old Trafford four, is not great. 5-0. But Ollie's at the wheel, John. Ollie's at the wheel. That's the problem.
1: <laughs> Do you know Liverpool uh, have only won 2 of their last 18 at Old Trafford. Yeah, they've lost but 13. they've only been good for the last 3 years. Did you see uh Danny Mills trolling for this game? No. No. Um it was, I quite enjoyed it. He was asked to um put up a uh, a combined team of the best players from uh, both teams, yeah, all Liverpool players, <laughs> and then like, like did it completely straight faced and like went through the rationale with every player as to why there were no Man United players in the team. I thought that was quite good.
0: Yeah. Um, on Man United, Martial should be back from injury this week.
1: I'd speak for you, I think.
0: And Sanchez is out for two or three months. In he got injured on Chile duty last night. So does that mean he comes back? No, but it just means that we haven't lost him either. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh <my> God, <laughs> God, times <laughs> are pretty <laughs> grim. If you're, just, if you're taking a silver lining out of that yeah. one,
0: yeah, uh, you know, you need a little uh, bit.
1: I mean, I I talked about it last week. I think in terms of you've missed. Marshall, and I think that you know yeah. he. I saw him as a very important player for you this year. So I think that's big. I also think it's big against Liverpool because he is the kind of player that can get in behind the Liverpool fullbacks when they yeah. bomb on. Like you know, Alexander Arnold. If he does, if Liverpool play expansively and gets gets forward, then Martial could cause them some problems.
3: This is the kind of game that United will win. You reckon? Because it okay if you ignore football, like, yeah, like yes. ignore ignore the football and ignore the history. So ignore everything Every, you've known. Everything. Ignore all logic. Yeah, this is the kind of game that if United win, it will be the the narratives will be just sickening. Like, oh, he's turned it around. He's won this won and, this showpiece, and Liverpool, their lead's gone. Your city's title. like it's the kind of game that if it does go in United's favour. It would it would just put the cat amongst the pigeons. But
1: I think you're saying that as someone like the rest of us that have spent most of their football-watching career watching United win everything and those kind of stories happen. At the moment, I just think that Liverpool are a far, far superior team to United. And mm-hmm. is this the game with which they could beat the record of the most games won in a row in the Premier League? They'll equal it. They'll equal it? Yeah. So there's that they're playing for that too. Oh, if they were going to beat it, that'd be for them. That would be oh, so I, big at Old Trafford. I can see it being. Five yeah, I, I, I think they're too good. I five think, or six nil. Yeah, I, I don't know, know about that, smashing. but I, I think they'll. Um, I think Liverpool will win it. Yeah.
0: Interesting. Um, let's go on to side stories. Has anyone got any side stories before we go on to the exciting end game?
1: I've just got one, which yeah. I, I, I. It was just a small article that I read, and it again made me laugh. Which is our old friend Mustafi. Oh, uh, yeah. Arsenal friend oh, friend of yeah. the pod Oh yeah,
3: um, I'm not sure he would be friend of the pod if he ever listens no
2: probably not Sadouk is essentially... that his name Saduku? Soluk?
0: Sadoukou Mr. Afi Shakrat uh, Sha- 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 I don't
3: know.
2: Sha- <laughs> know
0: I don't know it, it, well uh, it's we'll hard find to out his pronounce... name and then uh, well, S-H-A-D
1: Shodoku. what's the side story I don't the care the side story <laughs> is that he essentially came out and had a bit of a whinge that he gets blamed for Arsenal's defensive lapses even when he's not playing so like I think there was something that had come through on, you know, like fan forums or something again. Essentially blaming him for some goals that Arsenal had conceded, and he wasn't even on the pitch at the time. <laughs> and it's like it's got to the point now where he's like he just he's every... picking up on it, and he is literally blamed for everything. You made your bed, son. <laughs> yes, <laughs> but I just I just appreciate that because I mean I I think everyone just yeah. thinks of him as a bit of a disaster zone and has uh, won the World Cup though he has won the World Cup, but I just I don't see that changing really. no it's
0: was brilliant um I've got a couple of side stories firstly um this came from Dom on Facebook actually about man United um did you know that Rashford goal Grant Rashford's goal per game ratio is 0.266 for Man United that's lower than Nicholas Bentner whose Whoa. goal ratio is 0.275 for Arsenal.
1: Does that factor in, though, that Rashford... Well, I wonder if you did that in minutes on pitch, I think it would look perhaps different. Because ra- Rashford's had so many substitute appearances like in his career that that's, maybe that's not quite fair. So, not ra- fair. Well, not a fair comparison, <laughs> I mean.
0: Rashford's played 180 games and scored 48 goals. Bentner for Arsenal scored played 171 games and scored 47 goals. So yes, there isn't minutes in there, but still,
1: yeah. Pro- I mean, and he's been stuck out on the left wing a lot. In a, I mean, and maybe part of it. I think Rashford's brilliant. Um, I think he's probably a number nine, and I think you need to just stick him up front and just say. I don't play, think he, he play doesn't player. like playing as number nine. No, but I feel he's like come out and said he doesn't yeah, like He, and he doesn't like running it. at people. Yeah, yeah, true. So maybe. But so is he a winger or is he a striker?
0: He's not a winger. He's but
1: I I just feel like he epitomises... he's a he's a left, left inside forward. left forward. Yeah. But I Eden just Hazard. feel like he's um you know, he epitomises the current United. And I think yeah. he's really good, but it's just unfortunate that he's played in a really shit United team. Is Would you say he's
3: better than a peak Bentner?
1: yes oh yes <laughs> but Pete Bender was like no. he Pete, was amazing. Pete Bender in his head was better than Messi and Ronaldo yes. combined but Pete Bender was not very good uh, in reality I used to love reality. Pete Bender Pete Bender was better than sub-prime
3: sub, sub prime Carlos Vela <laughs> don't, you um, remember, don't you remember
0: no
2: <laughs> Wenger
3: w- Wenger My... uh, uh, what's Bender. his name Wenger <laughs> um...
0: he used to pick Bender over Vela all the time he used to hate him for it <laughs> <laughs> anyway, continue, <bed> John. <laughs> My other side story was that it's the North Korea-South Korea derby tonight. Oh, oh. yeah. But um, they haven't what? taken any fans. So. No, so it's in the. they're in the same qualifying group for the World Cup, so they have to play each other. Do they play way. on the DMZ? No, they play... So they have to play in North Korea and South Korea. So this is the first time they've played in North Korea since 1990. They're playing in the capital of North Korea. Pyongyang. 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 Um, in the stadium, there apparently there'll be no fans there, so it'll be completely empty. It will just be the stadium. No media's allowed, no TV's allowed, no anything's allowed. I presume
1: that's so weird. Wait, no North Korea fans either. I thought no. surely they'd fill no. out no. The no, cause, army cause, generals. Don't you remember something?
3: when they were? Because um, they can tell them they've won then, yeah. They, they, they created fake footage to say they've won the world cup. Do you remember that? Oh, uh, yeah, 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 yeah.
0: Um, and so. it's completely closed doors but I presume they'll have to have a FIFA official there to go it was 2-0 to South Korea rather than them turn around and go oh look we ate ate 1-8-1 you'd be pretty nervous as that FIFA official oh yeah it wouldn't be fun but yeah um, Son from Spurs is playing so he'll be there wow Um, or will he (laughs) (laughs) and and North Korea have a striker who plays for Juventus which I didn't know about oh wow what's his name Uh, I can't remember but yeah, he's playing for Juventus. he just got signed this summer.
3: It's for really events. interesting. I didn't, I didn't know that was happening at all. I like. I'm really interested to see yeah. what
0: happens.
1: But you can't get you any
0: coverage. You can't watch it or listen to it or see it or anything.
1: Um, are we going to have any A League chat? Or we haven't really got time we for A League really chat. Really got time. So okay. the A
0: League started. But uh, there you go. It'll be there next week. Good update. Yes. Right. <laughs> um, so we're going on to the end game now. Last week, Rod, you won kind of on a technicality. Week victory. But we're going to clarify the rules for everyone this week. Soulless. So you pick a player and you have to get... (laughs) You pick the right player from the team. If you get it wrong, you lose. However, the other person has to get it right to win. So you have to have a winner. You can't just have someone loses, you're out. Like tennis. Yes. Just like tennis. (laughs) (laughs) What's coming out of your mouth? (laughs) Just saying words. We need a jingle, I reckon. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so, Roger, have you picked a game for Jeff and I to...
1: I have. Um, so, it's topical. It, the, I think the biggest game of the weekend uh, is Manchester United versus Liverpool. Yes. Um, so, I've gone back to the last time that Liverpool won at Old Trafford in the league, yeah. which I was surprised about, which is actually 16th of March 2014. 14. So, to give you an idea of what was happening at this time, this is uh, Brendan Rodgers' vintage Liverpool and the chosen one or the yes. anointed one at United in David Moyes.
0: Okay, so it was Moyes against <clears throat> Brendan Rodgers. Okay. Um, who goes
1: first? <clears throat> um... John, you can go first. What was the date, sorry? Not 2014, what was the date? 16th of March. <laughs> After the transfer window. Sunday, the 16th of March, 2014. Uh, well, I can give you the result, if you like, which is that Liverpool won 3-0. Luis Suarez. <clears throat> Correct. <sighs> Scored a goal. Wayne Rooney.
0: Correct. Daniel Sturridge.
1: Ooh, that's a brave one.
0: Correct. Fellaini.
1: Correct. Surprisingly not sent off. Um, Jordan Henderson. Correct.
0: Ashley Young.
3: Oh,
1: that's a good call. Ba-bum. Oh, yes.
3: what? Did he come off the bench?
1: No, he was on the bench. Now, now, hold on. Who went first? I uh, did, so I win. So you win. Oh, oh yes. god! A shame. Damn it! I, next, my next was going to be De Gea. Yeah, De Gea. Um, then uh, Da Silva. I don't oh, know which one. Raphael or Fabio. Yeah. Uh, Jones and Vidic, centre-back. Evra, left-back. I've had, had Evra next on my oh. list. Cleverly came off the bench uh, for Fellaini. Carrick, Matter, who was subbed off for Ferdinand. Uh, Rooney and Hanazai started. Uh, God, yeah. Welbeck came on and Van Persie. For Liverpool, Mingale in goal. Uh, Johnson, right back, Skirtle and Agger as the oh. centre-backs. Yeah, they were crap. Uh, John Flanagan. Oh, uh, Stevie Gerrard. Uh, Henderson. Got that Stevie G. Allen, Sterling, with Coutinho coming on. Awesome. Sturridge, who was subbed for Diego Aspas and Suarez.
2: Wow. wow.
1: The Liverpool team, you look at that and you're like... They've come a long way. Yeah, baby. like there are some good players there for Liverpool. But if you look at like player for player now, their team yeah. is so much better.
3: Yeah, they got rid of some big players and invested their money very well. Yeah.
0: So that means I'm on two points. Jeff's on two points, and you're on one point, Rog. That's yes. Great. Good. Yeah, yes. yeah. Apart from his cheating last just week. Just like to say, I've played two, one, two. Just consistent. God <laughs> damn it,
1: Ashley Young! You should have been fit. You... <laughs> yeah. Well, no, he's on the bench. He just didn't come on yeah why who played
3: Who played? David Moyes' fault De Silva oh come on David <laughs> come
0: on um, has anyone got anything for we that's why on? you got the sack you mug <laughs> um, no good one looking forward to some Premier League the yes weekend. I can't wait it's for back. the Premier League to be back um, thanks for listening everyone we will be back next week with some Premier League um, don't forget if you want to get in contact ask us questions or even if you want to provide a game for the end quiz you can do that as well um, just find us on Facebook shoot us an email at footballshedpodcast at gmail.com and thanks for listening everyone bye see ya
3: Ashley Young